Welcome to another episode of my IB Notes podcast. Today we're discussing biology <clears throat> subtopic 7.2. Um, I'd just like to apologize in advance if you hear any background noise. Transcription is made up of three stages, initiation, elongation, and termination. Transcription occurs in the 5 to 3 direction. The first stage, initiation, the RNA polymerase binds to DNA at the promoter region and the double helix unwinds. The second stage, elongation, the mRNA becomes longer as nucleotides are added to the 3OH group. The last stage, termination, the mRNA synthesis is complete and the composition of DNA, RNA polymerase, and mRNA disassembles. Now, the difference between prokaryotes and eukaryotes for transcription. In eukaryotes, there is no nucleus nor nuclear membrane, so once mRNA has been synthesized, the translation begins immediately. In eukaryotes, the mRNA deduced needs to be prepared for translation. This is post-transcriptional modification of RNA. This happens because the introns containing no coding information sometimes contain controlling sequences that, that regulate the transcription of the gene. Splicing removes introns from RNA and joins the exons to form mature mRNA. Splicing of introns is known as spliceosome. The next thing is looking at regulation of transcription. The non-coding regions aid in regulating the transcription of genes. A promoter controls whether RNA polymerase can access the gene. This is shown in the CAC operon of prokaryotes. Its presence or absence of certain foods can trigger transcription of certain genes. One example of this is when lactose is present, the active repressor protein that stops transcription binds to lactose instead of the operator. Thus, RNA polymerase can bind to the promoter and transcribe genes of LAC operon. Thus, genes are switched on. Genes are enabling lactose to be broken down as a food source. Some side notes, an operon is a set of genes linked to a single promoter. And a promoter is a short DNA sequence in advance of a gene that acts as a binding point for RNA polymerase. The next thing in this section is nucleosomes and methylation. Now we're looking at two more ways to regulate transcription that involve chemical changes to DNA and histones. Histones can be acetylated or methylated, whereas DNA can only be methylated. Histones have a direct influence over transcription because when they bind to DNA to block enzyme polymerase, well, when they block access to enzyme polymerases, the tail of histone proteins can be acetylated, adding an acetyl group, which is CH3COO, that prevents binding between nucleosomes. This partially unwinds the DNA, allowing enzymes involved in transcription to have access to it. Thus, Histone acetylation keeps genes active whilst deacetylation removes the acetyl group and silences the gene. Histones can be methylated where a methyl group, which is CH3, is added. This has a positive or negative effect on D 
the transcription depending on the location of histones in the genome. DNA can be methylated when a methyl group is added to a cytosine found within a DNA molecule. This is usually not expressed, but methylation lasts a long time. The level of methylation in the genome of a specific gene is associated with various factors, such as age, diet, and environmental conditions. The last thing that we are looking at in this section is epigenetics. Epigenetics is the study of heritable changes in organisms that are brought about by changes in gene expression rather than by modification to genetic code. In epigenetic changes, the DNA sequence is not altered, but some of the bases are. Most often, a cytosine base is methylated. That is all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck with your IB studies.